1: Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: Very excited to welcome uh, Oakland native director, Erica Ng on the show. Thank you so much for coming on with us to talk about your short film, Americanized. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you can, uh, would you introduce the film to our listening audience? Of course.
2: Americanized is based off of myself growing up in Oakland, California, being a fifth generation, Chinese American. So I didn't really feel like I fit in with the Asian kids at my school. And at the same time I put on the basketball team, but I felt like there was, um, you know, just like a lot of plate ego and I just couldn't feel like I could get in anywhere. So it's kind of just like about not really fitting in in high school.
0: Yeah. And I, since you, this is based on your life, how long has this story, how long have you been working on it?
2: You know, I mean, I grew up in the Bay and I wanted to be like a music video director. So, you know, films weren't really crossing my mind because it felt like such a big thing. Even when my teacher was like, you should learn how to make films. I was like, oh gosh, like that just seems impossible. So I think like just getting the courage to write took a really long time, but I came up with the idea sometime around 2015, 2016, and I remember thinking, um, one, I don't know how to write, two, who really <laughs> care about the story? Mm. I didn't really think that there was a place for it. I think that seeing more films with the Asian American representation kind of gives me like the courage, like, oh, okay, people are actually watching, and they care a little bit more. But I think that took a long time to recognize. And once I saw I'm like, oh, okay, great. Now, I feel like I have a place here.
1: Yeah, I love that you brought up Who cares about this story? Because that's what happens to us. We don't see our stories on there. So we just assume they're boring. They're not interesting. Nobody cares. But people like us, when we watch this, we're just starving for more. And it just (laughs) really fulfills so much and validates our stories. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm I'm curious because you are fifth generation Chinese American, correct? So uh, have you had family members, elders kind of come up to you and say like, hey, I relate to that too, because, you know, there were generations before you that probably felt the same way.
2: You know, I don't know if my, my grandparents, well, my grandma is alive. She's 97. Um, She hasn't seen the film. Um, My aunt is in the film as my grandmother that's oh yeah I'm a poor little oh she's
0: so cute Yeah. yeah
2: um my cousins really liked it and what I really liked is that my other my cousin's kid she's Mexican and Chinese and she's a high school like ninth grade and she wrote this really nice letter saying that how much she really appreciated how she feels that same way it's like, gosh, I don't think I had a full conversation with you before, but I really feel connected to you now. So I think like that's the best thing that came from this project. Is I thought that it was just about me. I thought I felt alone, but when after I made it, I realized that everyone feels this way, regardless if they're Asian or not. It's just about not feeling like comfortable in your own skin, not really feeling like you have a place. And whether you're a teenager or an adult, I think we all feel that way.
0: Um, I just want to say, being half Asian and half Irish, watching this made me think about high school and I went to a private high school in Dublin, you know, where that is. Yeah. And yeah. And that's why you made that face. And I was like, yeah. man, I, I, you hit the nail on the head um, in the short. So thank you. Um, and, and going back to being fifth generation Chinese, you talk about, or I, I read that you talk about, um, you know, they weren't making Chinese food in your house. It was very Americanized, like the title of your film. Um, but as an adult, are you finding you wanted to kind of dig back into your roots of being Chinese American and or Chinese? And also does Oakland play a role in that too? You know, I think that Oakland
2: played a role in making me feel like I wasn't that <laughs> Chinese because it's so people like rep their culture so strong in high school, like there's a sense of pride. And I remember feeling a little embarrassed if my food looked different Mm. or if like the way that we cook food feels different. And even going home, like, you know, we have like steak and mashed potatoes, you know, like we don't have, (laughs) I don't come home to like a specific food. And my mom made minestrone soup, you know, so it's not, (laughs) it's just like food to me and that comment, like, does your family even cook Chinese food? That's real. Like people say it to me all the time. And I die a little bit inside. Like, I mean, we cook food. Like, what does it mean? And it took me until my twenties for me to realize what, how to identify with my Chinese American culture. And it came from my friend who's Indian American mm-hmm. who grew up in LA um, with a white neighborhood, but she grew up with a first generation Indian family. But, um, She just kind of called out like certain like beliefs, habits and things that we have in common that we felt connected to our Asian roots. And I felt like she was the one that kind of helped me realize that I don't need to like do something specific to like hone in on my Chinese roots. It's just like my values, how I treat people, you know, certain customs are passed down. like, I have that cabinet of plastic bags. Like that's so Chinese, <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? I went over yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to clean out to go containers. Like uh, no, hell yeah. You can't, say, can't throw them just, away. You feel bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't say you're Chinese, but it doesn't not say you're not Chinese. <laughs> yeah. So like, those are ways in which I'm like, okay, like there are certain habits I do have that are passed on from generations, even though I didn't live within that generation of like, you know, impoverished like my family did. So I felt like, yeah, there's ways for me to connect there, it's not like by language or by cooking, but I did learn how to cook from my grandmother. And so there's certain techniques that she taught me that again when I cook for my grandmother, she's like, Oh, well, I don't make fancy food like that. I was like, Okay, I just never make <laughs> grandmother
0: happy.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. Don't even start, don't so even simple. try. <laughs> you yeah, the, you got the vegetables at Whole Foods, not the the market, the yeah. Asian market, yeah, like whatever you, you did
2: Yeah, she's very simple. She's very just like Ginger, water, like chicken, and all of a sudden it tastes like there's seven ingredients or like ten ingredients, and she's just very simple in the way she cooks. And I guess like the more American way is just like, oh, let's put some ginger, like some onions, and like all these things to make it feel like layered. And she's just very, very clean, very simple. So I think like you know having my grandma kind of get on my case makes me feel like less <laughs> <out> of her, but <laughs> whatever, grandma.
1: Yeah, I I love how you you say that you you feel this responsibility as an Asian-American storyteller and you're 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 kind of proud to have that, you know, um, you know, people could see that as a a burden or you're being held back as one sort of thing. But but just as you said, as an Asian American storyteller, it doesn't even mean you need to tell just this one story. Any story you tell is through that lens of, you know, immigrant family or bicultural or whatever it is. So I really love that you you take that responsibility and you use it as an inspiration to kind of light a fire under you.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, also being a person of color in general, your lens of, like, how you see the world is always going to be different. And I think I get the comment of, like, oh, you have, like, a lot of diversity within your work. Like, cultural diversity, is that intentional? Like, no. (laughs) Like, that's just my casting because I cast for people that intrigue me and that I like. And um, if it happens to be a diverse cast, and it happens to be that way. But I do work really hard to make sure that I it's I do have diverse cast I do have like diverse diversity behind the camera as well I think it's really important but it's not something I really have to concentrate on it just happens
0: right mm-hmm. I had a
2: shoot I had a commercial shoot and it was in Virginia and Virginia doesn't have a lot of local crew so we had to fly people in it had just so happened that we had all female heads of department and we kind of looked around our yes. staff oh like, ah, okay and we took a picture like we've never our locations manager was a man but like our AD our DP my producer myself like we're all women, but like, we're all just like hire the right people for the right job. And um, but I, I think that, you know, the way that we can make change within our industry is through people in charge. And I think Mm -hmm. with us.
0: Yes. And yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like the industry is changing? You've, you've been in it for a while. So, and I know you're still working your way up, but you're, you're getting up there. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in the start of my career,
2: I I would say. And I
0: think like, you know,
2: from when I was an assistant and working in an office and seeing how the industry was compared to now, I think there is a lot more opportunity. Um, I think that people are not being held accountable as much to hire. But I think in the commercial space, because that's kind of my bread and butter, that's where I make more of my, you know, living. Um, I do feel like agencies are becoming more open to hiring women, Mm um, not just bidding them. And I think that happens, like even within the other narrative space, like it's one thing to like consider a woman and have a meeting with a woman, but it's another thing to hire a woman. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of like the gap, but I think like, you know, once we're proven to make money, to be honest in the box office, it becomes an easier, um, negotiation tactic. So, I
1: mean, money kind of drives everything. Right. Yeah. For well, better, that, for worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes me really happy to hear because you're in LA now. So you really are in the thick of it. Like the, the, the scene in, in the Bay is very different from LA. So can you talk about sort of that move and things that you learned along the way? Yeah. I mean, it's so different. I, I
2: left the Bay in 2008. So my re- remembrance of how the Bay was is so different than everybody else. Like everyone started moving there after I left. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the Bay is so great. And it's so cool. And there's this bar. I'm like, really? <laughs> you don't want to go to that neighborhood. I was driving like by was Oak And I was like, where are all these people going? Why? Like, it's like, I, in my head, I play a game of like, is it a hipster or a hippie? Cause back oh, in the day, was yeah. oh my God. And I was driving there. I was like, I don't think you should be riding your bike over here. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, it is so different. So what I would say is like, I mean, I left when I was in my early twenties. I left when I was 19, 20, 21. I forgot how old I was. I forgot how old I am right now. But, <laughs> Doesn't um, matter. I definitely just, you know, I went, I did undergrad at SF state. I moved to LA immediately. So, um, you know, I was so young and I'm still building my reel. I didn't really have anything. And I jumped right into being like a PA and a free intern mm-hmm. and, like, hustling my way on sets. So I would say like when I was young and trying to create a career for myself in music videos in the Bay, no one was hiring me. Like I got hired by my friends, but, um, and people that knew me from like um the music industry or like the spoken word world but um sometimes i'll get artists that i meet with when i was like younger and they'll say well i can get someone in la to do it for free i was like well okay Mm. (laughs) i I think it's really hard to kind of break in i had a really hard time but that being said when i moved to la built my career there and got some more stuff in my real it became easier to come back to the bay But I feel a certain type of way when people are like, oh, yeah, I like have this company down the bay and we're doing videos like really because I couldn't do that shit. So
0: right. (laughs) 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 You're like, you're welcome. Yeah,
2: really hard. No shit. The woman it's a little bit harder, too. And I'm not going to play that card because I had to like really work to build my my work up. And it just means that you just have to do things on your own. So you mm-hmm. produce on your own, you AD on your own, you shoot on your own, you edit on your own until you get <laughs> to work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to build up and come back. But I had a hard time building in the Bay and living in the Bay.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question about Americanized and we're going to wrap sort of soon. But um, is there any plans to make it a full length at all? Because I'm kind of like, I mean, I, wanna, I want a little <laughs> yes. more. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, no, I love you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll see what happens next year. But um, yeah, that's something that's definitely uh, open to and um, thought about and discussing. So um, we'll see what happens. But we're definitely, you know, keeping in mind of a long form idea and what that would look like. And if it becomes a series, if it becomes a feature, Mm. those are kind of the thoughts right there.
1: Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I want more of the family too. yeah, more of. Yeah, that's the the thought. Get your aunt, get your aunt a career. Yeah. Her, uh, <laughs> for aunt she did so good. And give, her adorable. IMDb, give her
2: an IMDB page. <laughs> I did. I linked her like phone IMDB page. But I, I think it's also important too. Like I played the Asian leagues. So the original idea was mm. to combine the Asian leagues, my experience there to my experience on Skyline's team, which is different. And also the way that those the the game is different. So that was kind of my original mm. plan. Yeah, I think it's to expand on the family and what does it really mean to be like you know not a first generation person.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and last thing while I was digging uh, on your website, that Panda Express commercial. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes, I mean <laughs> same. Yes, thank you for bringing that. Oh, man. I'm so glad you liked
2: that one. That was a really special collaboration. I actually, it's unique. I wrote that story with the many, the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they, because they wanted to do this cross-cultural connection story. And I was like, you know, as like a fifth generation, Chinese American person. Like I had to learn traditions too. So right. it, some of it is like within your family, but like we Google things So like, we have to learn. And I felt, yeah, I'm so glad that you liked that story of
1: like, oh. What is this yeah. know, magical thing? And I'm starving. Like I want pan <laughs> express so badly. Oh, thank you. But Wait, while no. one more it's, thing, since we brought yeah. it up on your website, you quote Erica about Erica <laughs> right? Oh, I, I, I want- listen. I'm I about Ty- you. Ty- Tyrone immediately after reading yeah. it because I was like, that's the intro <laughs> to it the live Tyrone. August, I'm my shit. <laughs> oh, yes, it's so good. Thank
2: I you for reminding me. Yeah, i oh. with my sister. I've seen her five times in concert. I've
0: oh. seen her like three. Yes. Oh, I, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And that quote mm-hmm. in particular, I remember hearing it for the first time, hearing Tyrone for the first time, and it just warmed my heart. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Once I saw that, I'm like, we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can we hang out? Can we hang out? Yeah.
1: We'll hang out at West Oakland it. Bart. Apparently, it's. Oh no, Right. <laughs> that one
2: cafe on the corner. That's
1: not.
0: <laughs> I know. Erica Ang, it yeah. is a pleasure to speak with you. The film is Americanized, and I hope we see more of you and more of it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you. Thank you for sharing our stories.